Hello and welcome to another episode of my podcast, Drivel. <laughs> the automotive podcast brought to you by a couple of regular petrol heads, not just you. No, no I didn't say it was just me, but I said it's my podcast. Oh, it's just your podcast. Okay, yeah. but there's two hosts, right? Yeah, we yeah, are, yeah. And that's us. We're your hosts. I'm Mo. And I'm Mo. We did it. We got through it without yeah. you completely you fucking me up. Well, you work for me. If I work. Me, okay, I, if I work for you, that means you need to pay me. So it's my. No, 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 no. Hang on. Then the, nowhere in anywhere is there a definition of work. There's nowhere say does it mean paid. Work is work. It doesn't have to be paid. Well, this is paid work. I'm just defining it for you now. No, this is not paid work, mate. You ain't been paid. I ain't voluntary. No, no, no. <laughs> this is voluntary. <laughs> you don't get shit out of this. But you, it's my podcast, but you work for me. Actually, that's a role reversal, isn't it? What's that? Yeah, you work for me now. I work for you. Yeah. Because I don't do any of this shit. I just turn up and chat crap. This is true. This is a scary fucking world when people work for you, you know? Yeah, I know. Well, for me, it's easy. Bliss. Maybe <laughs> do my stuff for an hour, go home. Well, put it all up, get it all sorted, and then you're done. And then you're still like, why, why does it take you so long? Lazy fucker. What are you I been know, doing? That's what you have to do. <laughs> oh no, but apparently now you're, now you're, hang on, now, now you're a professional mechanic, aren't you? I am. I am on, and I'm going to quote, I'm going to quote this. So you, one of your cars, hang on, my fingerprint isn't matching, so I'm going to have to use my face. Right, so one of your cars... The, 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 you know, out of context, that would be fucking hilarious. My fingerprint isn't matching, so I'm going to use my face. <laughs> he did it to unlock his phone, guys. So, That's what he was all about. So one of your cars wasn't working the other day, yeah? You had to change the side, the wing mirror, the indicator and stuff. Like, we don't don't bore them with the fucking details, all right? That's not the point. I wasn't even going to bring it up. You're, you're about to, you're up. about to, yeah? Okay. So here we go. And so well, you were discussing about where you could get a replacement for and stuff like that. And I quote, this is a message I get. My eBay indicator lenses worked. I'm a professional mechanic now too. Yeah, I am. Because your eBay indicators worked. No, Absolutely. so eBay's a professional then, isn't it? No, no. The eBay, is, first of all, is not a fucking human being. And second of all, if he was, he didn't come out to my house, take my wing mirror apart and put in the indicator unit and then put it all back together. Well, if that makes you a professional mechanic, I'm a fucking trainer then. A I trainer? Should, and I'm, well, I <laughs> train mechanics. I should, be, I should be charging for my rates. Yes, yes, we've I'm heard this before. fucking priceless. Even MasterCard couldn't get my rates going. <laughs> Nice, I like it. Bring back the old Mastercard priceless <laughs> thing. Fuck it, that went out in two thousand and seven or whenever. No, they're still running, aren't they? What are they now? No, Mastercard's still running, but the campaign died a long time ago. When did, did the it? Mastercard priceless campaign stop working? I thought it was still going. Was it? Yeah, I'm pretty sure I still see Mastercard adverts, and I think they're pretty similar. To I don't know if anyone watches adverts. When's the no, last time you watched an advert? Well, you have on to when you're on TV. See now, now. When's the last time you watched live TV? No, I have to now because I don't have my Sky Go in it. Oh, okay. I've got a, I've got another service <laughs> you got, you got that another. I use, but, but my current service doesn't allow me to pause, rewind, record. So before the, the best thing about Sky Go here was you could put something on, pause it for ten minutes, then you don't have to watch Sky. Just generally, not just Sky Go, Sky. No, no, because it's only Sky. Oh, sorry, Sky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you could pause something and come to it ten minutes later, and then when the ads come, you could fast forward all the way through. J- just letting you know, there is this new revolutionary thing called Netflix where. They don't even have Oh, yeah, but not everything's on Netflix, is it? For fuck's sake. The BBC News doesn't come on Netflix. I know you don't watch it. What the fuck? But it doesn't come on Netflix, does it? Yeah, that goes on. That's on YouTube. Then you can skip the adverts to five seconds. You know what? That's true. The adverts on YouTube are very annoying. And I think, do people, like, people must pay a lot to put adverts on YouTube, right? Do people actually watch them? I'm just skip, 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 skip. That's where all the YouTube revenue comes from, right? It's ad revenue. So all these influencers or billionaire YouTubers, they get all of their money from ad revenue but no one watches the adverts you're right that's what I'm saying like if you're on a tube or you're going somewhere you're watching you're not going to sit there and think okay I'll just carry on watching it yeah? you're, just, you're going to hit skip on you there are some adverts you can't skip and I'll be honest with you no, no, some, I just, yeah, I just blank out for the 20 seconds that they're on my screen you don't pay attention do you no not in the slightest 
So I just I don't get like why you like they pull that stuff in there and then when people skip anyway. Yeah, some of them you can't, you have to go through. But yeah. Anyway, why the how the fuck are we talking about adverts and ad revenue? What's that come from? I don't know. Speaking of revenue, you know what we should do though. Monetize this. Try to monetize this, and you yeah. know how we and monetize. Then maybe this? I might be able to pay you a bit. Then <laughs> you might be able to pay me. Yeah. So everyone listening, for my benefit, because I am now apparently an employee of the Drivel team, which is O. Um, no, it's not a team. I own this shit. He, it's not okay. a team. You work for me. So he has decided he owns Drivel, um, the brand and everything, and I just yeah. work for him. So so that I may not work for free and have to put up with all of this for free. You guys need to help us monetize this podcast. And the way that you can do that is simple. I mean, we tell you every week anyway. I'm not sure how many of you actually listen to the instruction. So first things first. Whatever, you know, some people, one person does, but I'll come back to that. There are a few people who listen and follow instructions. There are many who don't. So for those of you that don't follow instructions and you haven't yet got around to it, whatever platform you're listening to this on, first of all, hit subscribe. That means that you're not going to miss an episode when we upload it. In case you hadn't noticed, we upload an episode every other Wednesday evening. But in any case, if you can't remember that or you want to be prompted, or actually because you want to follow the instructions that we are giving you now, um, you should absolutely subscribe on the platform you're listening to. If you are listening on Apple Podcasts, you can leave us a review and a rating. Don't just leave us a rating. Leave us a rating and a review. Don't care what the review says, honestly. I mean, if you want, you can you can use the review to determine what my hourly rate should be. Yeah. You you know, whether it should be £2.50, £3.50. I don't know if these numbers are too high for you, by the way. I'm just throwing numbers well, out Well, they are, because we don't get anything at the moment. No, I know, but even when you are going to planning to pay me oh, yeah, in, yeah. in terms of... Well, a I wasn't planning to pay you, but <laughs> yeah. you cornered me, so... Well, we're telling, we're telling them all that they've got to help us monetize well, this podcast true. so that you can pay me, so... Let's not that's debunk true. the myth. Actually, speaking of reviews, I've never... I, I, I jumped on the other day, actually, just to have a look. Because on, I'm on Android and you can't see reviews and stuff on there, but I grabbed someone's phone and had a look. I just I just saw one review that was on there and it was probably one of the best reviews that we got and it said on there, unashamedly amateur. Damn right. <laughs> we are unashamedly amateur. Yes, perfect, perfect review. But yeah. you, it doesn't matter what you say. Your review doesn't have to be accurate. Just leave something on there. It helps us get attention. Um, it means that eventually we're going to be able to put adverts in this thing that you can skip, by the way. And make money. And then we can make some money. And yeah. when we can make some money, we can turn the show into... Work. Well, I'm not sure how much money we're ever going to make from this. But it means... Importantly for you guys as the listeners, we can make the show more interesting. We can get our hands on much more interesting cars and still review them in our usual style. So if you like what you hear, if you enjoy what we do and you tune in every other week to listen to us, please, please, please help us out by subscribing and or leaving a review and a rating. Uh, The other thing that you can do is you can support us on our social media. We are at Drivel Podcast on Instagram and Drivel on Facebook. If you aren't following already either of those and you have either a Facebook account or an Instagram account or both, go and follow. But that's not good enough. Can't just follow us and then ignore us. No. Interact, please. The, oh, actually, on that, go on, sorry, finish. I was going to say, we, we put up posts every week, stories and all sorts of stuff. And we've had some content that we'll come to, uh, which we've shared this week. On that basis, but actually. interact with all of that, please. 
On that basis, I've got a shout out to give to somebody. You've got a shout out to give yeah, to somebody. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you to, and apologies if I pronounce this wrong. Thank you to Tim, Tim Wise. Tim, Tim you, Tim you pronounce, how can you pronounce Tim wrong? No, the second, the surname. Tim right. Wise is, um, thank you for the weather forecast in Seattle, Tim. I <laughs> that. that really helped my, I, that I, made my day. I love I it. I love that. There. That's brilliant. That, <laughs> Fantastic, but, um, yeah. I actually I quite like Tim now. Yeah, yeah. I bet you do. I bet you do. Yeah, thank you for that. <laughs> um, interestingly enough, he cho- he'd choose you, is the, he'd choose the uh, Voxel Astra from a poll that you put up a little while ago. Actually, I te- I'm telling you, it's not that bad of a car. Well, it, well, to be fair, I don't. I think, it doesn't and, look and bad. He actually said that actually we don't we don't they don't get them over in America. He's never seen one, and I was like, well, I don't think Voxel they they, they tried to do the Vectra, which was a Buick. They tried to sell it as a Buick. Oh, did they? Yeah, but I don't know if it actually got off the ground. I don't. I don't think well, it did. barely Bu- got Buick Regal. I say I it barely got off the ground here. I mean, there was fucking millions of the things, but well, but the f- nobody ever actually realised they were driving a Vectra. The funny thing is, remember the Vauxhall Insignia advert? The ad? I don't remember the advert. It's not a car. It's a phenomenon. Come on, you must remember that. I remember. I remember hearing that, but I don't actually remember seeing. Can you the remember advert. what the voice was? No, the accent. No, I swear it was American. Really? I swear it was there's, American. There's irony in that, isn't there? Because they never had the Voxel. They the never had it. They did have the the Buick Regal. Right. I don't know if that actually went, and I don't know if it actually made it to the streets of America, but that's what they were going to rebrand the Insignia as, the, the Buick. But yes, thank you, Tim, for interacting. Um, so take it, Tim's over in the States. And for all of yeah, our... Yeah, he's in we've Seattle, got, I We've got quite a few stateside listeners, actually. And if so, any of you are wondering what a Voxel Astra or a Voxel Vectra or a Voxel Insignia might be like to drive... If any of you have ever driven a Toyota Corolla, um, which I know you have over there, and they have zero personality. Is there a Corolla over there? They've yeah, had, they, they, yeah, they have. Of course, to- yeah. Corollas are everywhere. Yeah. Billions of those things have been sold, but every single one of them has the same thing in common. They have zero personality. You get into this machine, you operate this machine, the machine takes you from point A to point B, you get out of said machine, and you carry on with your day. That's what voxels are all about. Except, 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 some of them don't look half bad. The VXRs don't look too, don't look too bad. Even the normal Astra doesn't look too bad. Nah. As Tim will support in the fact that he picked that in the latest yeah, poll true. that we did. But yeah, check him check him out on Instagram at Tim T I M W I E S S. He does take some nice photos actually. A lot of scenery. He loves his skiing and snowboarding and fishing and camping. So. Okay, rather, rather than single in on, on one particular listener and reveal all of his Instagram secrets. Um, well, he's an open account, so I'm sure he won't mind. But okay. He's the one that interacts. So we you. have other listeners that interact as well. But but I, the reason we I guess we're picking uh, picking out Tim's interaction is because he gave you a weather forecast yeah. for Seattle, yeah. and I fucking love that. That's fantastic. <laughs> um, so before, not before, I was going to say, let's before get on with the show. Now, yeah. uh, but before we get on with the show... I need to so do the disclaimer. The show. Huh? I need to do the disclaimer. No, fuck off. No, you don't. Come yes, on. I do need to do the disclaimer. Look, I'll do it really, so, really quick. Today, today since, since you are about to listen to Drivel. Um, we are not professional podcast hosts. Clearly, we're not professional podcast hosts. We're not professional radio hosts. We're not professional drivers. We're not professional mechanics. Uh, we're not professional anything. As much as he's going to tell you he's professional, or he's already said that he's professional, um, we aren't. What we are, as I said at the start of the show, is we are a couple of regular petrol heads. Uh, and that means that we are here just to drivel at you. 
Listen to what we're saying. Enjoy what we're about to say. Uh, laugh with us. Laugh at us. Don't care. Leave us a review as well, by the way. But what you shouldn't do is take anything that we say as advice. And if you do take anything that we say as advice and you act upon it and it goes wrong because it's going to, do not blame us. There we go. I'm done. Crack on. That was your cue to actually say something and, you know, maybe continue with the podcast. We've lost him to his phone. What are you doing? Trying to register your fingerprints. I'll just edit out this silence. That's okay. <laughs> then you wonder why it takes me forever to what? edit these shows. What? What? I'm done. You can talk now. Oh, you know what? I've actually mastered the ability to drone you out when you do that. Drone me out. Like, like drown you out. out. Drown you out. Sorry, when you do that, I actually didn't hear a word you said. So that's actually all right now. Excellent. You can carry on for as long as you want, but I could probably guess what you said. Listen, whatever he said, yeah, a disclaimer to the disclaimer is I am a pro at what I do, especially the mechanical side. Told you. And I'm getting much better at this podcasting stuff and I'm having to train his ass. So I'm semi professional. He needs to scratch off a bit on it and he ain't no mechanic. So what would uh, Mr. Semi-Professional O like to discuss today? Um, well, first of all, the Astros are still for sale, the vans. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Do you know what? So I think we've both played a uh, used car salesman today, today, this week. Yep, yep. Um, how's it going? Your vans are still for sale. Yeah. Actually, do you know what? This is what I wanted to say. You know what pisses me off? Uh, many, e- many, many things. eBay pervs. <laughs> eBay pervs. eBay pervs. Can you guess what I mean by that? Um, are they the... Is this still for sale? Gang, when it's clearly still for sale. No, they're, they're a separate. No, no, that's they're, a separate. Think gang. about eBay. Think about what you can do on eBay. When oh, you, you can something. watch. You can watch. Yes, eBay. Right pipes. now, when you sell something on eBay, yeah, if it's if it's if you've got a, if it's a uh, bid listing where you're bidding, mm-hmm. then I can understand you're watching it if you're interested in it or whatever. When yeah, you to, list, see, to see where the bids go. To see where yeah. the bids going or something. Oh, you know what? If I get that at the right price, I'll have it or whatever or something like that. But if something's at a classified price, you perverts that's all i'm gonna if something's at a classified price watch i don't understand what you're watching (laughs) no one can bid on it mate yeah nothing's gonna change it's on there for the period it's on there so what are you watching i'm not it's not youtube i'm not it's not a journey of what i'm gonna do to the van yeah it's therefore said at this price for this fixed period you idiot so if you want it admittedly when you put something on ebay I say about a quarter, if you look at your watches, about a quarter of them will be people who have a similar item to what you're selling. Right? Oh, yeah. So they're watching they want to see, see what, oh, what it goes for. And yeah. I, again, I don't really know what you're going to get out of that. You know what I mean? If mine sells higher, you're going to push your price up. Or if I have to sell mine cheaper, you're going to go. But the rest of you, on a classified fixed priced ad, what are you watching? I think I think what O is trying to tell us is don't fill in with false hope. If there are a hundred people watching the van, if there are a hundred people trying to buy it, you're just getting his hopes up and he's getting excited and then nobody calls or interacts with him but he's just sad. But what are you watching? I don't understand what you're watching. So are they better or are they worse than the is this still for sale? Gang? Oh mate. I, seriously, if we were in America, I'd be done for murder. I've had, I'd have a handgun and I'd say, Yeah, come round and then I'll just shoot them. Is this still available? So we've started using... I wouldn't mind if you could get them around. My my problem with them is, is it for sale? And I and I will respond immediately. I'm talking within 30 seconds. Yeah. Yes, it is available. See, and then, so and then all Facebook, of us... Right? I don't know what it is, right? Maybe it's the it's the surprise that they got a response or that they got it so quickly or what, but something causes them to have some kind of, I can only assume, a cardiac arrest. Well, And, and then they end up collapsing, fe- fainting or whatever. Pass out for it. Yeah, they pass I've, out for a while and they just don't respond. 
So on my when I do put something on Facebook, which I don't often because it's just full of the biggest wasters on the planet, and the Facebook people seem to think they know the market better than anyone else, and you should only pay a hundred pound for something. Yeah, regardless of how much you sell it for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. A, a new McLaren, no, hundred pound. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's it. But my, my ad, if you look at, I, I, they do it to me to annoy me. I bet you because on my ad, it's like, I'm like in capitals. Yes, it's available. You dickhead. That's why it's advertised. <laughs> quite the advert yeah. <laughs> you my friend are a wordsmith <laughs> and then and then it goes on to do it and then I think they probably most of them just do it probably to annoy me but I don't respond to like is it available adverts and then the people are like what's the best price well for I've who? got it advertised for X but if you give me a million pound then that's the best price yeah exactly it? for who for me the, the you know the best price is and yeah any number you can think of a million upwards why do people think they can negotiate over the phone on a text message on a message are you no. oh, so I, I had this this week right um, I had somebody call me so you know the Audi A5 that I mentioned yeah, yeah. in the last episode um, still for sale will hopefully be gone by the time this episode's released because I've got someone genuinely interested but before the person genuinely interested contacted me somebody else contacted me and they were quite aggressive in their tone of voice so the conversation went a little bit like hello hello uh yeah, how can I help? You still well, got the Audi? speak on the phone, yeah? yeah? Yeah, have you still got the Audi? Yeah, I've still got the Audi. What's wrong with it? Genuinely, what's wrong with it? I was like, nothing's wrong with it. I was, first of all, I was so taken aback by the aggression. Mm-hmm. I didn't really know what to say. But the second mm-hmm. thing that went through my mind was, if you're thinking there must be something wrong with it, clearly my price must be very, very good. Mm-hmm. Right? Because you've yeah. looked at that car and gone, what's wrong with that? For yeah. you to be selling it at five grand or whatever, there must be something wrong with it. It's like, nothing's wrong with it. It's fine. Have you changed the clutch? It doesn't need a clutch. Why would I go and change a clutch? That's yeah. like asking me, have you changed the tires when they've got six mil tread on yeah, them? Yeah. It's just a stupid question. So no, it doesn't need a clutch. Have you done the timing belt? Yes, it's got a full service history. The timing belt has all been done. Some other obnoxious questions of, is it broken? Is it working? Type things. And so I, I responded to, to the guy and said, look, whereabouts are you? If you're not too far... Just come and have a look at the car. All right? You'll be able to answer all your questions just by looking at the thing. Yeah. You'll be able to test drive it as aggressive as you are. You can still test drive it. Just don't rob me and beat me. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you'll know that the clutch works and that the steering works and that the wheels don't fall off and every other concern that you might have. It's yeah, fine. Just yeah. turn up. And so when I offered this, he says, what's your best price? <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> I didn't turn around and say a million. I told him what it was advertised for. It was at 4990, just under five grand. So that's what it's advertised for. The response, this was the response that blew me away. And up to now, I was being quite calm, relaxed, and I, and I kept my cool. And he said, well, I'm looking to spend £4,000 on a car. <laughs> right. To which I responded, well, if you're looking to spend £4,000 on a car, why are you calling up to speak to me about a car that's advertised for £5,000? Yeah. And we parted ways and I haven't heard from him since. So maybe, I don't know, maybe that's why I don't work in customer service. Maybe I need to work on my people skills or what, but what the fuck? I had some twat the other day, yeah? So this is me up asking. And then my ads, I put quite a bit of detail in my ads. Yeah, so do I, of course. That's the right thing to do. There isn't really much you can ask, really, apart from come down and check it out and that. Yeah. So the guy starts asking me a load of questions and stuff like that, yeah? So I'm answering him and answering him. Slowly, slowly, it gets to the point where I'm like, mate, all of this is in the ad. So I'm like, check the ad. Was this, is this a phone conversation or is this no, a... No, this, this is a text conversation. Oh, wow. So it's even more painful. Yeah. And I'm like, it's in the ad. It's in the ad. Oh, is this... It's in the ad. Have you read the ad? 
Then I'm like, mate, maybe you want to read the ad and then message me. Yeah, it will save us both a lot of time. Then he's asking me a load of questions and stuff like that. Then he says, oh, I mean, I'm local to you anyways. I'm the same. He's two frigging miles away from where I live. <laughs> so he doesn't even need a van so to like, come and drive and to you. The day. He can walk to you. Two miles is what? Two miles is a half an hour walk? Max? Yeah, I turned around to him and said, mate, you're not serious. Because if you were serious, you'd get in your car, come down here in the five minutes it took you, have a look, take it for a test drive and go from there. So you're not serious. Like, I've driven I've driven a lot further than that to go and see a car and then come back and not bought it. Not because I was disappointed or whatever, I just didn't decide I didn't like it. And I've come back. If you're buying, you're looking to buy a car, that's what that's what you're doing. One time, actually, I think I was selling, I was selling a little Yaris, actually, and some guy came to look at it, started it up and stuff. And he was taught, he didn't take it out for a test drive. because you want to take it for a test drive? And he's like, no, no, no. He goes, okay, what would you take for it? Because the, the engine sounds a bit weak. I was like, give me the one engine, of these. The engine sounds weak. Yeah, was, what it, was he expecting it to, to do? Make like know. grrr I looked, noises. I looked at him and I said, start lifting weights. I was like, can I have the keys? So he gave me the keys. I goes, get off my driveway now. I goes, I wouldn't sell it to you. I just wouldn't sell it to you. How oh, dare you call this yeah. Yaris weak? Yeah. Have you seen how many cup holders it has? Yeah. Uh, no, but that's the thing. What people need to remember is when you're selling cars, you're right not to sell it to someone. If you, oh, someone yeah, turns up and they feel like a twat and they're asking that, so you know you're just going to get a headache off this person even if they do buy it. Yeah. Just don't yeah, sell yeah, it yeah. to them. Tell them, no, thank you. I don't want to sell it to you. So I just said to them, no, get lost. So I think what we're learning here is we're not cut out for the use of uh, the world of used car sales. Mm. We are, but we expect the other person. Have, <laughs> we are, but we expect this person has some kind of common sense. Have done your homework. Read the advert that's been advertised. Yeah, read the advert. And ask me something that's not frigging in there. Yes. Because I'll happily not sell it. I don't give a shit. Not, it's not doing anything. Fine, I'll say it to the next person that comes along. Yeah. I'm selling it to a twat like that. So, yeah. Um, it's a fun week all around. It is. Have we even started anything about the podcast? Yeah, no, we haven't. No, we haven't we covered okay, anything. What are we talking about? Right, actually, we need to say it's been a, it's been a somber couple of weeks. Because we really lost. Has. To, uh, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say one legend and one icon. It's up to you if you want to. Because yeah, I, the, you I, can decide which one is which. By yeah, the way, because I think the word legend just gets banned about too much. But it's been a, it's been sad. It's been a sad news time recently. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. Outside of the two people we're going to talk about, it's yeah, just a yeah, bit yeah, shit. yeah. So do you know what? Uh, this uh, is just... for, for for all the people that listen to us. Just don't be a dickhead. Just be nice to people. Don't commit crimes and be an asshole. Don't add to the bad yeah, yeah, news. Yeah. Unless someone's asking for it. Unless, yeah, in which case, that's, good, that's no. good news though, yeah, right? Yeah. But generally, no. Yeah. But yeah, so we've lost, we lost um, Murray Walker. We did. F1 commentator and he is, he was a legend. This guy was, you know what, it's not often in sports, it's not often you can say someone is the voice of a sport. Yeah, I agree. But he was he, the voice of the He one. was the voice of the sport because he followed he was with the, it was only him and one other person so he had the tag along like I've got you so he was the <laughs> voice of Formula 1 and then it'd be some other tag along whatever in other sports for example cricket football whatever you have a group of commentators that you use depending on location and whatever so they have it but I think Formula 1 there may be some other sports it's probably one of the few sports where he he owned it basically He and you know what right 100% I agree with what you're saying as we all know, I don't watch Formula One. Yeah, I used to a long time ago, even then, kind of fleetingly. But even then, having not seen it all that often, I can still hear his voice. And his voice was so. This is the thing. So with radio. memorable and and yeah. unique. Yeah, this is the thing with radio or commentary where you can't see someone as such. 
you have to have a, a voice. Oh, you have to have a voice that delivers yeah. your personality. And Murray Walker, mate. His I personality mean, just shone through his voice. And you know what? He made more blunders than you do while we're doing... And he doesn't... And he's famous for those. He's Murray's. One of the, mo- the one I remember most of all is when he said, the car in front is unique except for the one behind it, which is identical. <laughs> See, I don't think that's a blunder. I, I, think, I think that's pure genius is what that is. <laughs> that is definitely not a blunder. <laughs> but he was, he, was, he, he was, you know what, you could... Now you've got idiots like Martin Brundle and, and um, oh, the other guy, I can't remember his name, but I just can't stand. This guy talks up a... Sta- they, they, they've parked, the cars are parked at the, at the grid, not moving anywhere, and he just gets excited and talks it up. And he's just useless. But Murray Walker, he could, he, you could turn down the volume. You could turn, you didn't have to see what was going on. He could just describe everything to a T. So it says Martin Brundle a little bit like you when you're talking about your mechanical skills. No, Martin Brundle. They're just, mediocre at best and you just talk them up to be amazing. A thing with, with F1, or probably in general actually, like when, <clears throat> when the layman or general public comment on something, like, mm. on a, like on Facebook or whatever, you'll always get that one twat who says, like, if you're going against something like someone like Martin Brundle says, they'll be like, uh, you can shut up because I think Martin Brundle knows what he's talking about. And you're like, well, if that was the case, nobody would ever say anything because you just leave it to the people who apparently know what they're talking about to say something. Then you wouldn't have conversations and debates or whatever. So that's a pretty stupid, lame argument. And second of all, Martin Brundle wasn't anyone amazing. You know, he, I don't even. I think he met a one one race, but that's it. He wasn't like a great racing driver. He was yeah, just a I'm, decent number two that went around, and now he's on. In, that doesn't make him anything. Yeah, again, right? Don't watch Formula One. I do know of Martin Brundle, and I do not know of him because of any significant uh, Crofty, David Crofty, other guy. Jesus, he needs to get off F one. <laughs> My God. Um, but yeah, sad for him. And then the other person that's gone. Yes, Sabine Schmitz. Yeah. That is, yeah. When I I saw the news uh, of that, and I was shocked shocked. as well. Because, I I, I mean, I I missed it, right? But a few years ago, she announced that she was battling cancer. I didn't didn't realise that was the case. Yeah. So the first time I found out about her battling cancer was when I also found out that she passed away. She was only 51. Mm -hmm. Now, not to to compare, but Murray Walker was in his 90s. How old was he when he passed away? I don't know. I didn't live in that old. He was in his 90s, though, right? so, So you can say... Fair innings. If I ever make it to 90 plus, Good innings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've done all right. Yeah, yeah? Uh, Sabine was 51. That's mm. barely anything. We've got people listening. We've got people exactly. presenting who aren't far off that age, no, right? Yeah. That's, that's sad. That's scary. Rory Reid put up a really good post on his Instagram. Mm. Um, so for those who don't know, Sabine became famous in the UK at least for um, being on Top Gear where she... F- uh, raced the Jaguar XF diesel around the Nürburgring and beat Jeremy Clarkson's time by like 45 seconds and then challenged him to say, I will do the time you do in no, a car no. in a van. In a van, in a Ford Transit. In a Ford yeah. Transit, right? So that, that, that's who she is. And she was, she, that was brilliant. That episode was brilliant. But she's been in Top Gear a, a few more times since then. Yeah, but she, she came, when, when that, to what Chris Evans was there. She yeah, was part she was part of the extended team, team when, yeah, yeah. when when Chris Evans and uh, Matt LeBlanc and Rory Reid yeah. uh, were, were... And Eddie Jordan as well. And Eddie Jordan as well, yeah, absolutely. But clearly she's made a lot of friends in, in, in that industry and one of her friends is Rory Reid and he put mm. up quite a touching post about um, just mem- you know, remembering her. And the thing that just jumped out of the page of his posts was her infectious smile and laugh. Yeah. She came across as though she was mad as a box of frogs 
yeah, just, just yeah, looking at those posts. Larger you, than life. Yeah, uh, you yeah, just yeah. you couldn't help but smile. Yeah, yeah. And then to top it all off, she was probably one of the best drivers that you know our oh, generation has ever seen. Me, she owned, uh, people call her the queen in the, the of the, the ring. Nerve, yeah, she she owned that. She took a transit, a Ford Transit around that ring in around ten minutes. In yeah. ten minutes, eight seconds. <laughs> That's a Ford mad. Transit. Yeah, that is mad. Right. And so, not even not even a modern Ford Transit. This was like in 2004. Oh, God, yeah, yeah. It was the old school Transit. Yeah, the getaway Transit. Yeah. So, and there's, there's people that are going around there in their Porsches and their fries, and she was taking them. She went past the Dodge Viper. She did, didn't she? Yeah. No, I think the Dodge Viper, she was using to punch a hole in the air. And she definitely went past. Oh the right, Porsche. sorry, there was, but there was another car. There was like a, some kind of a supercar. And, yeah, the Ferraris and Porsche. She went and they were using the Dodge Viper to create a hole for her. Yeah, but no, no, but there was one right, and you, she basically got really frustrated at someone, someone yes, in like some yes. kind of a, a supercar or hypercar. She's like, "Get out of the way!" He was slowing her down. Can you imagine that? You're there in your car, and this woman comes around in a transit van, yeah, tearing you up. Yeah. I mean, even I don't think even she could say how many laps of the Nurburgring she'd done, but yeah, she was a lot. She was yeah, legendary. Yeah, you know when she took the uh, the Jag XF ride and the XF diesel. Yep. So the camera car was a Jaguar XFR, right? Yep. Uh, a V8 supercharged XF. Mm. Rapid. It's probably got twice as much power as, as the diesel. And so it was being driven around as the camera panning car. Mm. They couldn't keep up she with her. Up they her. had to get Jaguar's test driver to drive the XFR <laughs> so the XFR could keep up keep with up the with diesel XF as she was going around. That's a, that's a shame. Man. That is a real shame. They probably be for all the people that I've never been to, but all the people that have ever been to the Nurburgring and have actually like you know met her and interacted with her. I'm sure they'll. Yeah, because she used to do the ring taxi in an M5 for a very long time. She stopped doing that a while oh, yeah, ago. I did, but, I think yeah, she did. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, gotcha. Yeah. But yes, yeah, definitely, definitely two big losses to the motoring world. But yeah, it was actually well, I was actually I was actually going to talk about I wanted to talk about F1 um, this episode actually because I know I know you don't really watch it and stuff, but actually. I'd give it a shot. I'd give it a shot this year because it seems to be like, thankfully, thankfully, it looks like we've got rid of Mercedes owning it, yeah. Um, and now it looks because we had testing last weekend. It seems like some a lot of the other teams have probably closed the gap. Because I mean, I love F one, but I'm sorry, but it was just getting so boring. And Lewis Hamilton, I'm sorry, but and the people have these arguments as well. The, the dudes in a car that's a second and a half quicker than everyone else in Formula One. I'm sorry. That's a lifetime. If you're in a car a second and a half quicker than everyone else, no one's catching you. I don't care. It could be me behind him driving another car. I ain't catching him. Yeah? <laughs> so it ain't happening. So oh yeah, but he's the best. No, he's got no comp. He's got no competition. I, d- I don't even know where to start to he's dissect no that. Com- I mean, when Rosberg won that title, I'm sorry, that's only because Lewis had, had so many mechanical issues and broke down. The guy. If you want to prove how good you are, and this is the problem with any sort of sports where people just look at stats. And the figures, yeah, the numbers don't lie, but the story behind it doesn't lie either. Do, do you know what, right? People often ask me, like, why I don't watch sports. I, I mean, I, I used to watch football a lot as well, and I don't, I don't really watch football now unless it's an international competition. I used to watch sports when I was younger. And do you know the thing that put me off, that pissed me off the most, was when you'd go into school again on a Monday and you'd talk about the game on the weekend. Mm. And that fucking Anorak encyclopedic yeah. bastard would turn up <laughs> and just talk statistics at you. Yeah, yeah. And, and then it became a conversation that. about statistics and you'd go, I, I was just enjoying the game, the game yeah, yeah, yeah. or the sport. Yeah. And then you fucking come along and really? it, becomes a, uh, it becomes a dick swinging contest yeah, about who yeah. knows the most facts. Mm. So to be honest with you, that's why I've stopped watching sports. Yeah, it's the same. Anyway, you talk about anything, people just talk about statistics. And I'm like, sorry, but there's a story. Statistics are boring. 
But there's a story behind everything, yeah? As I like, Lewis Hamilton, yeah, okay, he's driven well to get into the best car and stuff like that. But if you want to prove your best driver, step in something that isn't so great and try and pull it around the track. And there's not many drivers that can do that out there. But again, someone wants to be the the best. How much do they really want to be the greatest? No, they just want to they just want to win. And if it means going doing it the easy way, why wouldn't you? And that's what he's doing. It's a bit like the old debate between Messi and Ronaldo. Personally, if Messi, in my opinion, if Messi wants to be considered the great, then step the hell out of Barcelona and get out of Spain and go play somewhere else if you're that freaking amazing. But anyway, back to Formula One. And you should uh, give it a shot this season because it does look a lot more closer. And you know what? Just do, ignore the people that talk about bloody statistics and stuff like that. Oh, I do. I ignore lots of people. Don't worry about that. But I'm older and wiser now. now. What's interesting now, though, is Formula One. So since about, I want to say, 1996, Mercedes... Jesus. It's a long time. Yeah, Mercedes have been the choice of safety car and medical car in Formula One. Now, Aston are on the scene now, and it's Aston Martin have gone into Formula One. Right. Here's something I want to ask you. Yeah, go on. Safety car. Yeah. Wasn't it a pace car previously? Wasn't that what they were referred to as? Bloody hell. I think that's an American term. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah. Pace car, safety car, kind of the same, pretty much one of the same. But yeah, they were back in the day pace cars, but now they're safety cars because they only come out after an incident. So they're there to set the pace, yeah, to keep it safe. So that's what it is. So I mean, that's something I could get on board with, actually, because they're all based on road cars. And obviously, I like road cars. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I have, I must admit, I have previously Googled pictures of like previous safety cars. I've, I quite like the, um, the C63 AMG. Uh, you will shut up now. This is my piece. Oh, sorry. All right. So yeah, it's been Mercedes since 1996. <laughs> That's so, me putting my place. I'll just go quiet. Yeah. Remember, you work for me, okay? Sorry, boss. Um, so yeah, so now Aston Martin have, have come in, and so they're they're back into Formula One. Um, so they've got their own team. But the interesting thing is, the CEO of Aston Martin was the former AMG CEO, and Mercedes AMG or Mercedes CEO, right? And he's now come over to Aston Martin, and obviously being uh, being from there, he had all the links. Formula One, right? Yeah, from Mercedes, so now he's he's muscled in and like. See, here's a lesson in business, guys and girls. It's not what you know; it's who you know. Yes, uh, Mercedes AMG. Sorry, it was the guy Tobias Moers. Tobias Mo. Tobias Moers or Moors. Oh, he almost he almost had a fucking legendary surname, didn't yeah, he? Yeah. So he was the four. So he was the, he used to be with AMG, and now he's gone to Aston Martin. And I was going to have a point until you. Just, oh, I till I interrupted you and threw you off. Hey, you're not doing this very well, are you? Anyway, um, me. This is your bit. You're the one that told me to shut up. Yeah. So he's gone over there. So now he's got Aston Martin. Obviously, because he's got links with him. Now he's got Aston Martin, the safety car. They're going to use the Vantage and their shitty four by four. I'm not going to talk about the cars because yeah, okay, well, it's, it's a safety car. So obviously, it's going to be quick and modified and stuff like that. Who gives a shit about that? But um, what actually got me interested? What actually on a, so Aston Martin? So Mercedes have a stake in Aston Martin as well, actually. Yes, they do. Well, they use in all the new Aston Martins, which all look identical apart from the 4x4, yeah. they use Mercedes-AMG engines. They all yeah. use the 4-litre V8 oh, uh, yes, turbo, twin-turbo, yeah. whatever, AMG unit. How long have they done that then? Oh, I don't know, since that engine's probably been around. Probably a few years, oh, two years, maybe. Oh, that'll explain why. So they're going to increase their stake anyway. Um, and it's just going to get bigger as well. Um, so yeah, that was quite a smart move. From well, here. I wonder if that's going to translate to kind of more units being sold. 
Well, if you think does it, does it everything's advertising these days, isn't oh, it? Oh, well, it is. So, for, so they, they've got, I think they've got about 14 of the 26 races or 12. They've got over half the races. But the thing is, they can choose whichever race they want to be at. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, if you... And I guess this is an advert you can't skip, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's there. It's right in front of the car. If you're watching it, it's there. I mean, how many people are you going to get off and think, okay, I'm going to go buy an Aston Martin now? Well, like, yeah, or, or someone considering like a, a, a high-end luxury sports car 4x4, which never makes sense to me. But they look at it and they go, oh, actually, that Aston looks all right, doesn't it? Because when the with the pace car safety cars, like you say, they modify them slightly. They put slightly different bumpers on, make them look yeah, a little bit more yeah. aggressive, whatever. And, and they do that in a very smart way where that car looks slightly unique and a bit different to the mm-hmm, normal road mm-hmm, car, but yeah. it still resembles a road car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, someone could well look at it. And it's there constantly, isn't it? So it's a constant reminder while you're watching it that it's there. And then you've got the Aston Martin team and that as well there. So um, it was quite a good, it was quite a smart move. So what me. you're saying is Vauxhall, if you're listening, get an Astra out there as the safety car and you'll sell even more of the fuckers. So now, so this got me thinking about looking at if looking at the history of the F, uh, safety cars. Obviously, Mercedes has been there since 1996, but previous to that. So up until about 1996 in Formula yeah. One, it was up to the it was up to the venue hosting the, the the Grand Prix to provide a safety car pace car. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. So yeah. So. Depending on where you are, I mean, if you're, if you're, so the caretaker would show up in his Cortina and they'd go, "Can we just borrow your keys, mate?" Could do if you think about whatever country you're in and whatever your whatever their brand is or whatever car they manufacture, you just what well, is this advertise our brand, isn't it? So the first time, the first time it was used in in Canada, so 1973. What the hell did the Canadians make? Nothing. So they used the Porsche 914. Oh, okay. That's the first. That's that's, that's, that's the first the recorded first safety car safety in Formula One. Pace car in Formula One, yeah, using the Canada Formula One Grand Prix. And and j- just so I'm clear, right? Because you said that they they carry medical equipment and stuff as well. So I would assume that the the car needs to be able to like carry some shit. No, no. So the safety car and the med- so now the safety car and the medical car are two different two different things, yeah. Right. So the safety car is what leads the cars around the track when there's been an incident and they need everyone to stay at a pace and stuff. Then there's a medical car as well. Previ- actually before that yeah there, there was there, were, there was just the safety car the pace car so I don't know if so, well, you can get quite a lot of plasters into a portion on yeah. board yeah. can't you but previously to that don't forget they, safety wasn't very good in Formula 1 yeah? no, I mean, it even wasn't. back to the days when they started a race they'd be there having a fag before they jump in the car to drive off yeah um, so safety wasn't wasn't that great then between 74 and 75, there was no safety car. Nice. That's how safe it was. <laughs> yeah. So in 1976, in Monaco, they used a safety car. Uh-huh. Porsche 911. Oh, okay. Yeah. Another Porsche. They then had another break for four years. Five years, sorry. Yeah. With no safety car used. I don't know if there's these safety cars. It was just someone just decided to turn up on the track and drive around. Then in 1981... And in 1982, at Monaco, oh no, and 83, sorry, they used the Lamborghini Contash. As a safety car. As a safety car, which is smart move, because that thing was so freaking big, ain't no one getting past that. And Monaco's tight as it is. But that that was where I was coming to. It's a very tight circuit. Driving a Countach around that circuit is hard fucking work. So, I mean, that's not exactly. I mean, a Countach is iconic, but it's not. Really, it's not really a driver's car. No, it it's really not much isn't. fun to drive at low speeds, yet alone as a safety car. Yeah. And as a safety car, you've got to go quick enough so the cars can keep some kind of tire pressure warmth. On the yeah, tires yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. Up. Keep heating. You don't want yeah. shit cooling down and stuff. Then they had a break again. 1983, the safety car came back in Brazil. Okay. Am I, am I going to try and guess what it is? Go on. 
What kind of vehicle was it? Was it a sports car? Was it an exotic? It was an Italian car. Was it an exotic? But it's not, it, well, I'm not going to make it. It wasn't an exotic car. Was it a Lancia? No, actually, that would have been... A Lancia weren't Italian, were they? Lancia is Italian. Oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, but it wasn't. That would have been a good choice, actually. No, <laughs> So this is a worse choice than a Lancia. That would have yeah, yeah. broken down halfway through. I'm a Fiat. Yes, keep going. In what year? 1993. 93. Oh, was it the Fiat Coupe? The 20-valve no, turbo? Oh, they should have. That was a great that car. Was the 20-valve turbo, man. You could have had that. No Iconic. Problem. Yeah, no, yeah. it wasn't. A Fiat no. Punto. <laughs> <laughs> they decided on the Fiat Tempra, which is basically looks like a Peugeot, old Peugeot 306. Old shit. Do you know what, right? My, you had one. No, my uncle had one. Did he? My uncle had a Fiat Tempra. Fiat Tempra. And, and so... <laughs> that might be worth a bit of money now. Well, it wasn't worth a lot of money then. <laughs> I can tell you that. He picked it up because he was he was astounded by how cheap this thing was for how new it was. He was like, every other car I'm looking at, I'm having to buy something five or six years older for the money. When did he have this car? This was in the 90s. I was I could barely remember it. And it was really? it was Tipex White and it was a Tempra. And you're right, it looked like it looked like a Peugeot 406, 406 but slightly yeah. shrunk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I remember the Tempra. That was a Formula One safety that car. That was a Formula One safety car in 1993. Damn. Then we had the British Grand Prix in the same year. Okay. 1993. Mini. No. British car, was it? For some reason, we think they, they were British back then. I used to think it was British back then. It was a Ford. Oh, okay. Ford, 1993, the Mondeo. No, come on, man. What do we, we had some decent Fords knocking around in the 90s, man. Come on. We had some hot ones. Escort Cosworth. Yes. Was it? RS Cosworth. Oh, nice. Come on, man. 90s. That's what the 90s are known for. The, the Escort Cosies. Yeah, that's yeah, true. Escort RS you said 93? 93. Then 1994, we went to San Marino. Yep. I'm not going to call it what it was called here. I'm going to call it what it was called here in the UK, what we've known it as. You've just confused the shit out of me. You're not yeah. going to call it what it was called, but yeah. it was called something that you're not going to call so it. it was <laughs> it was an, they call it an Opel Vectra. Oh, right. It was basically a, a Vauxhall Cavalier. Cavalier, yes, legendary car. I think they used to do a Vauxhall Cavalier SRI. They did a Vauxhall Cavalier. I'm going to. Oh, yeah, go on. You're I'm going to spit some knowledge at you. Yeah, no. go on, go on. You're spit some bars. Go on. Spit some. Well, no. Knowledge, but not bars. Um, Vauxhall Cavalier, yes, they did an SRI. They did a GSI, which was a turbo. So it was. The SRI was a two litre petrol injection engine. Okay. The GSI was a two litre turbo. Yeah. And then they did a GSI four by four as well. That's which what was I'm the, thinking of. Which was the two litre turbo with four wheel drive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. These were all hot Cavaliers. Yeah, my mate's dad used to have a GSI turbo and we used to, well, I used to nick it when we used to go to college and stuff and. Yeah, yeah, burning. That was that. Well, obviously back in the day, For back, was a, yeah, it's like two hundred horsepower, that was a right? Yeah, 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 yeah. It was the uh, the Vauxhall red top engine they used to call it. It was the yeah. two two litre uh, LET engine. Red top, didn't Honda used to do a red top engine as well? I don't know. I don't know what that means. Monty other than, the, other yeah, than the air intake, probably because it got red. too hot and melted. That's what it was red. <laughs> Not if it was a Honda. Never. <laughs> oh yeah, that's true. Actually, I actually know someone that burned a gas that did the head. Gas you you told me this. Yeah, that's that's one hell of an achievement. Yeah, you can. Then in nineteen ninety four, they also had the Japanese Grand Prix. Oh, Honda NSX. No. Why? That's a cool I know, car. I, I know, I know. And it's the right time as well. I know why you wouldn't do that. Nissan 300ZX? Nope. Any of the Nissan uh, Skyline generation? Skyline would have been about, no. No. Toyota Supra? Nope. MR2? Nope. Japanese? Hon- yep. Honda Accord? Something stupid. You're like. on the right manufacturer now. Oh, am I? Honda? Yeah. Civic? Nope. What did Honda make in the mid-90s? That was relatively interesting. It was... Prelude. Yes. Oh, the square one or the round one? The round one. Oh, okay. 
The round one, yeah. Yeah. So, no, yeah I mean, the V tip was all right. It's not, I, do you prefer the round one or the square one? I used to prefer the round one. Now I prefer the square one. Yeah. And I can't tell you why either. I used to prefer the square one when it came out, but now I'm preferring the round one. I wonder if we're the only people that refer to it as the square, square one and the round one. one. And you know, the Honda Prelude was one of the first cars to have four by four by four. Yeah, it had four wheel steer, right? Yeah. Rear, rear steer, rear yeah, wheel steer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Audi do that now with their RS cars. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was like, having an argument with my mate ages ago on this, actually. He lives in you having an argument with someone? Me. No. <laughs> he wouldn't believe me, but yeah, Why? it is. The Why would he not believe you? you? That's I don't know. quite well known. Yeah. And the Mitsubishi did it with the GTO as well. Yes, yes, they did. Yeah. They did, yeah. Um, then things, well, I'm going to say things started to go a bit better, but then then 1995, we had the Belgian Grand Prix in which they used the Porsche 911 GT2. Okay, so some Porsche was scaffolding in it. Yeah, basically. And then in Canada, they decided to, they went back again and went to the Lamborghini. Diablo? Yes. Oh, wow. Equally fascinating car to look at. Terrible to drive. Yeah. Slightly less terrible than the Countach, but still, you wouldn't want to drive that around the F1 safety. track. No way. No. And then the best of them all, yeah. This is the best of them all. You're going to love this. 1996, they went to Argentina. Mm-hmm. They used a French car. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> right can i guess renault yeah, yeah, clear yeah, go ahead huh renault clear yeah was it no fuck off it was a renault clear and they didn't have the v6 crap then or whatever one it is they no it was a 1.4 rt yeah, they used a renault clio as a f- safety car pace car for formula one how it's worse than the tempera i don't know oh. it is like you said right it's got to set a pace quick enough so that the Formula 1 cars don't lose heat in their yeah. brakes and their tyres. I mean, they must have bolted with two engines to it or something. Got to have done something. But it was... Was, I mean, it, was it around the time of the Clio Williams and it was Williams sponsoring it or something? Could it have oh, been that? It might have been a Clio Williams, but even then the Clio Williams... It wouldn't have been, been quick enough. You know, no way. Not, not compared to like the, the stuff The thing about the Clio Williams was well, I had lower, lower suspension and... We've had this debate in the last yeah, episode, but let's it crack on. It wasn't really a thing. <laughs> and then they, I think then they saw a sense and then from 1996 they went on to Mercedes. So then they had, yeah, you saw right, the, the C36 AMG, the, the family AMG, so yep. to speak. Then they went on to the CLK 55 AMG. I don't know about that era, the C208. I don't know about that era of AMG. Sometimes when I look at them, I'm like, hmm, if you get that, it'd be a bargain. But I mean, that's when the insides of them were horrible. Yeah, so so that generation, they had decent engines, like solid engines. All of the V8s around but them were pretty good. But, but the vehicle build quality was yeah, bad. You're right. Electronics and um, bodywork rust was an issue around and that just generation. just like sitting in it, it'd be like you sat in your granddad's room. It was just... Bit Dull, shit like, with some wood horrible and wood, just yeah. Flat, and it was just like, yeah, it was yeah, it was for a long time. Their interiors were horrible, yeah, yeah, for a very long time, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I'm like, oof. Even in the recent past, it's only now where Mercedes interiors are nice. This generation, new generation. Yeah, in the recent past, it's not like they were nice. It's just that they weren't as bad. (laughs) It's just not. I mean, I remember back in the day when they used to be over-engineered. I'm like talking the 190E. They used to over-engineer. Oh, what? You mean the ones where if you go to kind of uh, any of the African continent and you get in a taxi and it's like (laughs) a 30-year-old Mercedes 300 C diesel or whatever. Still going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. They are. And then from there, yeah, it was basically all the AMGs. So we had the CL55, SL55, COK55, COK63, all of those. And then 2013, they used the AMG GT. And currently up until now, the AMG GTR. And then uh, current day now, they've got Aston Martin have come in. Hmm, It's interesting, um, actually. So that would be quite good, yeah. The history of the F1 pace car, actually, safety car, sorry. I am... I found that more interesting than I thought I would, to be honest with you. Yeah. That's probably the most interesting part of Formula One. Yeah. 
Actually, I want to talk... I want, so, so McLaren, right? Mm-hmm. This is sort of coming up. McLaren have... Um, McLaren have launched a new car. No, they've got a new car coming, right? What, a Formula 1 car? Yeah, no, 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 road, road car. car, road car. McLaren yeah. release a new road car every other fucking week. I don't, and I don't understand. I don't get them. I don't know the naming convention. They I couldn't tell you one from the other. Genuinely, the only one that I know is the P1 because it's not named like the rest of them, which yeah, have just got stupid serial numbers. They got so many cars coming out. It's just ridiculous. And the, the thing with McLaren is, yeah, you know what I mean. I'm sure they got just. There's no passion in them. There's just nothing. In them. They're, they're very clinical, before, but then yeah, also yeah. they have a Surgical. reputation for really bad reliability. Do they? Yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah. And, and obviously being a McLaren, it means it's not going to be cheap to fix as well. Yeah, if you yeah. look at the um, the 12C or the MP4-12C or whatever the fuck it is, the first one that they came out with. MPL-4C, whatever. Whatever that, yeah. right? They used are not bad at all to buy. They're quite good value for money, but that's because gearboxes will just decide to... Do they? Really? Explode and engines will stop working. And obviously a gearbox and something like that, you're looking at 30 grand. It's not like you can go and get oh, one from the, from the breakers or buy it on eBay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you got to go to McLaren to get a gearbox. You're looking at 30 grand or something. So oh, I've never, I've never, I never heard that. I didn't, mad, I didn't yeah. think there was... Here's a, a bit of consumer advice that every single one of our listeners should know. If you're going to buy a McLaren, make sure it comes with a solid warranty. There you go. Don't don't yeah. don't say we don't ever give you useful advice. And the problem is, the car. The problem with purchasing a car is you can't really go and return it. Very very rare circumstances will they take it back off you. But if you think, if you're putting down half a million, quarter of a million on a car, you want it to run and work the way it should for a very long time. Even yeah, for a very long. Even if it comes with a three year warranty from new, right? Well, the warranties what, aren't. What what's the point if that is just going to sit in a McLaren workshop for most of its life? You're paying a quarter of a million for something to run for three years. But yeah, you're right. And then if it's going to keep going back, what's the point? Yeah, no. Uh, it's just um. So yeah. But no, they've. So what they've done is they 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 launch. They're redoing, or they're going to bring back the F1, the McLaren F1. Oh. So it's called the T. Oh, I think I've seen I this. The you... Gordon Murray design, and everyone's lost their shit about it. This last is year. what I wanted to come because it's about. a central seater, right? Yeah, yeah. I they all got ex- social media got excited about it for all of about seven minutes, like it does about anything, and yeah. then it forgets that it exists. Yeah, yeah, I, and that's what I meant to come about the, the Gordon Murray part, actually. But what's interesting, it's it, it's written down as the T. I really want to call him Gordon Ramsay. I don't know why. <laughs> it's the T dot fifty. So is it the T fifty or is it the T dot fifty? Well, if there's a why dot, it's a dot, dot in there. Yeah, it's T.50. But they're calling what it... What a shit the, name, though. I oh know, it's stupid. The T, they've gone from F1, McLaren F1, to T50. McLaren T. F1, T. cool fucking name, T50. What's yeah. that, like a Terminator sibling? <laughs> it's, it's, it's still... It's still I've only had a quick look at it because, I mean, it's not really an important car. Um, so <laughs> it's look, not, it really isn't. It's not, it's not. So it's still it's still like centre center driving position, but they've called it... They've named it after Gordon Murray. Now, I'm sorry, right? So they've done... The T50 is named after Gordon Murray. The, it's the Gordon Murray Automotive T50. Now, I don't know if that's the full oh, name Oh, so it's not it. a McLaren then. It's his, own, it's his own brand. Gordon Murray has put his name to his very own self-styled successor to the F1 engineer's most famous road car, the McLaren F1. So it's so not a McLaren. It's his own brand. Is it his own brand? If it is, it's going to fail. No, mate, because it looks just like the bloody... It looks like a McLaren. Yeah, but if he owns all the designs for McLaren, he can he can do that, can't he? Does he? Oh, maybe this will be a McLaren that's got some reliability. I mean, it's going to cost billions of pounds anyway, so who cares? And it's got a stupid fucking name, so it might be might even be cheaper to buy a Terminator. Also, it's not a McLaren then, so it's a Gordon Murray. Mate, that's gonna, a bad name for a brand. They're going to sue isn't him it? for copyright because this thing just looks like a. That, that's such a bad name. What do you drive? 
Oh, I drive a Vauxhall. What do you drive? Oh, I drive an Audi. What do you drive? I drive a Gordon Murray. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's not a McLaren, actually. It's a Gordon Murray, yeah. That's a really, really wow. bad name. Gordon Murray T.50. Ugh. But with a model like... He needs a marketing department. Gordon, he, if he you're does, listening, yeah. we can sort you out. We don't know anything about marketing, but we do know that the Gordon Murray T50 is a bad name. Is, is a bad, the T.50 is a bad name. It's a really bad but name. But that's even worse, actually, because first I thought McLaren had named a car after him. Now, and I was going to say, why would you name a Like, you've got the Earth and Senna, the Senna edition of a lot of your cars, or the Mansells. Why would you name it after a designer? And this is probably why he's produced his own one, because they didn't name it after him. <laughs> name it after him. So yeah. you know what, fuck it, I'll just make my own and name it after myself. I like it. I like the cut of his jib, but um, yeah, I'm not 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 a fan. Um, are you done? Because I want to talk about something. Oh shit! We got to listen to you. Yeah, I thought we'd be done. Well, just on the subject of marketing departments, because 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 I I have been trying to figure out um, Audi's marketing department recently. So this is something we've spoken about. Oh, is this there? This is a thirty-five, but it's only a one liter, and this is a. Oh, yes, it is exactly that. But it's got 500 brake horsepower. So we've spoken about this on the show before. Audi's naming convention, which is completely nonsensical. And and genuinely, I thought that was just us being ignorant and obtuse. But it's not, because I did some research about it. And I shit you not, I had to make sense of it. First of all, I do. I research for have this. You, have you had a response to your email yet? Asking them no, to no, 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 because they couldn't, and I can figure That's out why. That's pretty they can't. poor Audi on your part, to be fair. If someone sends you an email asking you to explain what the fuck you've done. The least you could do is, I mean, we're not exactly small time here. <laughs> do you know how much influence we have? We got Honda to change the dials on their center consoles, mate. So making me choke on my own humor. Um, yeah, no. So Audi didn't respond to me, of course. So I did it myself. Just now, telling I, you I, work for me. <laughs> maybe that's why busy. I work for O. Did you not know fuck. that? So I do research for this show, Shock Horror, right? Some of us do. The employees do the research. I think it's, I just it's like a typical corporation. All the, all, the, uh, all the workers, the hard workers at the bottom, just do all the hard work so that the bosses look good in front uh, of them. I think I've just proved when I can be bothered, I do some. Fair enough. Your, your, your right. safety car research was quite impressive. Thank I did find it very interesting. But there'd be no point in owning this show and being the boss if I had to do everything. But genuinely, right? You know, the, oh. the research I had to do for this, this is the hardest research I've done in a, um, I, I since the start that. of the show. I can believe that. Since the start. I had to pull together a spreadsheet just to capture the information in a way <laughs> Those that... Those of you don't know, Mo loves a freaking spreadsheet. I do love a spreadsheet, but this was the only way... The first time I've ever done a spreadsheet for Dribble. 100%. That's not a lie. Mm. I love a spreadsheet, but it's the I'm first time I've done one for Dribble. First time. Well, maybe it won't be the last. So anyway, right? This is their naming convention where they put a random two-digit number on the back of a car in five-digit, you know, five, in increments of five. And we've seen it. And to your point, it's like, it's a 35, it's a 45, it's a 54. What the makes fuck does it zero sense. Makes zero sense. Here, to set the scene, right? Here is a statement from some doctor bloke from Audi. This is from Addy themselves. Doctor bloke? He's, he's, he's got a doctor title, so he's got a PhD oh, okay. and he's a marketing guy, right? So yeah. he's a doctor of marketing. I didn't even know they existed, but apparently there are doctors of marketing out there. <laughs> His statement, the clarity and logic of structuring the designations according to power output make it possible to distinguish between the various performance levels. Stop, say it again. Honestly, say it again, but slowly. The clarity and logic of structuring the designations according to power output, make it possible to distinguish between the various performance levels. So what it sounds like he's saying there is that by giving it the number, we're telling you how much power output it has. Yes, and we're doing it in a way that is clear and logical. Clarity and logic are the two two of the first prominent words that come out of that statement. Yeah. The clarity and logic is how it starts. Did you so, get this guy's name? 
I, I didn't write it down. It, okay. It docked to something from Audi. Message right? me after the show because I'm going to find. You're going to find him. Yeah. Well, yeah, I'm, he's some big famous doctor at Audi, yeah. so I'm sure everyone knows who he is. Um, I, I, I read that. And I just, I was baffled. I'm a bit baffled now, repeating it But do you not give an explanation to what it means then? No. Like a chart, like no, this no, is no. what we've done he, here. He was very much like, I'm a doctor, I'm intelligent, this is clear and it's logical. It's the fuck do you mean it doesn't German. make sense? Was pretty much how he came Oh, so he just said it, but he's not saying like, this is a chart to show what these numbers... You honestly think he was capable of doing that? Well, he's German, isn't he? I thought that's what they do. No, I'm, I'm a smart guy and I'm about to do that, yeah? Oh, okay. And you okay. guys are going to see how fucking confused I get and how confused you get. Right, come on in. This doctor, who may be a doctor of marketing, ain't got a patch on me when it comes to brain cells. He would not be able to do this shit justice. Yeah, I feel a road trip coming on. <laughs> so, the designations go from 25 to 70. That's quite a that's, that's a, a big, that's quite a range it's a, when you're just talking about power output. It's a big, it's a big fucking range. Yeah, and they go up in five increments of five, except for when you get to the end where they just gave up. There's no sixty five, by the way. <laughs> so they went from sixty to seventy. So that's the first illogical thing that they've okay. done. So all right, fine. Twenty five, thirty, thirty five, forty, forty five, fifty, fifty five, sixty. We all know our five times table. Well, most of us do anyway. So we can. Um, at that point, I'm, I understand what's happening so far. It's going up in fives. That's going up in fives. And yeah. the bigger the number, the more powerful the car. Well, yeah, that's the clarity that's the logic. The, that's the clarity of logic. It ends there. That's where it ends, right? I'm going to give you now what the power output range is for each of those numbers. All oh, right, this this is what we want to know. Right, <laughs> Are right, you yeah, ready? Yeah, yeah. Now, what I, I will preface this by saying <laughs> they chose to create the increments not in horsepower, but in kilowatts. What? In kilowatts. Who uses kilowatts? The last person who used kilowatts was Marty, what's his name? <laughs> Marty J, uh, what's his name? Marty, 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 Marty McFly, McFly, sorry, looking back to the future. I was about to see, you took it for, I was about to say, to paraphrase Marty McFly, what the hell is a gigawatt? 121 gigawatts. Yeah. Like, what the what fuck? What the fuck is a kilowatt, right? Yeah. Exactly. What the hell is a kilowatt? So anyway, what, other motoring journalists have done is they've translated the kilowatt output into horsepower because that's what we all know, right? Yeah. So I'm going to give you the horsepower range for each of these engine designations. Hang on, wait. Sorry, so this is for our listeners. So what is a kilowatt? A kilowatt is simply... Simply. Simply. It's probably the same doctor that wrote this as well. <laughs> 1,000 watts, which is a measure of power. Okay, great. I'm not going to read the rest on there. Because it just gets confusing. Yeah. Well, I mean, we all know that, right? We're all familiar with light bulbs and electricity. But I think what we're saying is, in terms of engine power output, it's a foreign concept. Yeah, yeah, we don't Nobody know. regularly refers to the power output of their car in kilowatts. kilowatts. Nobody. And if you do meet someone that does that... Run. Yeah. <laughs> run away from them. Use all the yeah. kilowatts don't, in don't your legs. Don't go to dinner with don't them. Don't go to dinner with them. No, absolutely don't. Um, right, so... The, the power designation ranges for, for each of these models. Mm -hmm. A 25 has less than 107 brake horsepower. 107. And this is the problem with kilowatts. Because if they just did it with BHP, they could have got less than 100 horsepower. A nice round number that might be memorable. No, less than 107. The engine choices you've got for that is only one. A one liter, three cylinder petrol engine. Okay, at this point, I'm not that confused. Well, I'm trying to figure out how 25 converts to 107. It doesn't. What, what, what formula they use, but okay. it, it doesn't. They don't use a formula. All right. I'm also a mathematician. 
Uh, they don't use yeah, the formula, I can tell you that. Okay. Right? 107 horsepower, one, one litre three-cylinder petrol engine. Okay, cool. I'm all right. It very quickly descends into chaos. 30 is 107 horsepower up to 127 horsepower. Up to? What, say again. It's a range. So it's either... It's so, so the bottom end of the range is 107 horsepower. The top end is 127 horsepower. So if you're looking at so, a car that's got 30 on the back, it could have 110 horsepower, could have 115, could have 120, could have 125. Now you'd think, oh, that's okay, because it's probably only like one engine or something that sits in that range. So they're all going to come with the same horsepower. You can choose the turbo you want to put on the No, 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 no. You've got a choice of diesels and petrols. So in the 30 range and this 20 horsepower bracket that you've got, You've got a 1.6 four-cylinder diesel, a two-liter four-cylinder diesel, or the same one-liter three-cylinder petrol that produces less than 107 horsepower. Except this time, it produces more than 107 horsepower. Huh? Yeah. So, same engine so if- that's in the 25, you can also get in the 30, but it produces a bit more horsepower in the 30. So... Is- I mean, that's not an alien concept. Manufacturers do that, right? And they put a different tune on it. Yeah, yeah, no, that's fine. That's fine. But you, so if I walk to 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 an Audi dealership and say I want a twenty-five, mm-hmm. I'm going to be want... there for the rest of the afternoon trying to figure out which one. No, no, no. If you want a twenty-five, you're good because there's only one engine choice. Oh, sorry, sorry. If you want a thirty, yeah. If you want 30, a thirty, 30. oh yeah, a thirty-five gets worse. If you want a thirty, then you go, okay, well, would sir like a petrol or a diesel? I'd like a petrol. Okay, well, you've only got one engine choice. Okay, if so, I would like a diesel. Do you want a 1.6 or a 2 litre? Well, I don't care. I just want the 30. Yeah, oh, yes, but there's a 2 litre or a 1.6. What would you like? It doesn't make sense. It gets worse. So we went 107, 107 to 127. 35 is 145 horsepower to 159. 145 to 159. So you notice something there. 30 goes up to 127 horsepower. 35 starts at 145 horsepower. There's a chasm of almost 20 horsepower, which was the entire range of the previous badge. So what? So if there's a car, if there's an Audi that produces 135 horsepower, what is it? So you know what I think... doesn't have any badge. Yeah, what I think they're doing is they're not differentiating between their petrol and diesel engines. Okay, we'll get to that. Hold that thought because that's a sensible thought. Yeah. Good, you put a sensible hat on. Okay. Keep hold of the hat. Don't right. throw it out, out of the window just yet. So the 35, you've got 145 horsepower up to 159 horsepower. Okay. Your engine choices. Are you ready? Go on. Are you ready? You can have a two-litre four-cylinder diesel. Two-litre four-cylinder, okay. Yeah. Or you can have a 1.5 or two-litre four-cylinder petrol. Who, who does a 1.5? Okay. Audi. Yeah. So 1.5 or what petrol? Or 2 litre petrol. 2 litre petrol, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. But, 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 but. You can then choose to have some of your petrol engines with hybrid assistance as well. So your conversation, walk into Audi again, I'd like a 35. Would, sir, like a petrol or a diesel? Diesel. Great, you have one choice of engine. That makes sense. I'd like a petrol. Hmm. Petrol or petrol hybrid? Hybrid. Petrol hybrid. 1.5 or 2 litre? What's the difference? Nothing, really, because they're the same horsepower. The same horsepower. Yeah. Okay, I don't want the petrol hybrid. I don't want the petrol. The 1.5 or the 2 litre? <laughs> Jeez. Hmm. Now we get to where the exciting versions start. I say exciting versions. We're oh, still Are we yet. breaking the 200 no. kilowatt bro- <laughs> no, barrier? No. Oh. no, we're not. I don't know okay. how many kilowatts this is. We're not breaking the 200 horsepower barrier either. Oh, okay. So now we're at 40. A 40 
Bear in mind you start at 25 and you go 40. Okay, that's some way up from 25. Yeah. Surely these are going to be the powerful ones that you go, mm, you know, for a road car, yeah. decent power. No, the 40, 165 horsepower to 198, which in today's times is piddly amounts of horsepower. The Yaris see? makes... The Yaris GR makes 160-odd horsepower from yeah. a one-litre one three-cylinder. No, it doesn't. It makes 200-odd horsepower from the a one-litre three-cylinder. Yeah, petrol. yeah, that yeah. one. We still haven't been able to get yeah. your hands on that, yeah. So so the, so, so the Yaris with a one-litre three-cylinder petrol engine makes more power than the Audi 40s. Ready for your choice of engine, sir? Go on. A 1.4-litre four-cylinder petrol engine hybrid. A two-litre four-cylinder petrol engine. Did you notice, by the way, that the 1.5 litre petrol that we had for the 35 isn't an option in the 40? No, I didn't, but... They couldn't make that work. So the 1.5 petrol engine, just they used it for a bit and then they decided it would die. Um, Although maybe it makes a comeback later on in the list. I don't know. Genuinely, this was the hardest research I had to do. You've got your 1.4 hybrid, your 2 litre four-cylinder petrol engine, or your 2 litre four-cylinder diesel. However, remember I said that the cutoff was 165 to 198? Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. The 1.4 hybrid makes 201 horsepower. Mm-hmm. And they still badge it as a 40. Hmm. Okay, no, so these these 35s, you can get them, I No, assume, this is a 40 now. Oh, sorry, no, no. I mean, they're, they're bad. Excuse me, they're badges. But let's say the 40 we're talking about By now. the way, look on his face. He's trying really hard, genuinely really hard Fuck to understand. It. No, you are. That's how difficult this is. It's just <laughs> fucking mind-boggling. I assume you can get these numbers in any of their models, right? So if it's an A1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, yeah? More or less. Yes. <laughs> so if you've got an A... You can't get an A625 because a one the three-cylinder petrol engine is not going to pull along an A6. So that's what, so. let's say you're looking at the A3, A5, A6, and you can get a 30, 35, 40. I assume out of some of those, some of those engines will only be designated to the A3. Yes, correct. And some will only be designated to the... A5 or the A6, whatever, yes. Okay. Yeah, some will be model-specific. So, so we've got an engine, a 1.4 hybrid, which makes 201 horsepower, appearing in the 40 category, which only goes up to 198 horsepower. Then all of a sudden, they miss out anything with 200 horsepower, all the way up to 223. So the 45s now have 223 horsepower to 244 horsepower. I don't know why the brackets are so freaking narrow. Yeah, I know. What? A 20 horsepower range is nothing. And there's so many of them as well. Well, we're now 45. 45. So you probably can't get that on anything below an A4, I'm thinking. Maybe. You've got... Well, you say that. Not true. Because they still do a 1.4 four-cylinder petrol hybrid engine in the 45 range. Where are you going to put that? You in? could stick that in an A3, right? If you could stick it in the A3 in oh, the 40 in A3, yeah. or the 35, why would you not be able to stick it into an A3, stick it into A3 and give it just a little bit more power? Yeah, yeah. But by the way, don't forget that that 1.4 four-cylinder petrol hybrid makes 201 horsepower, yet somehow it's appearing in two brackets. Hmm. Maybe they give it a little bit more oomph. Don't know. But you also have the choice of a two-litre four-cylinder petrol, or we suddenly get into six-cylinder territory, a three-litre six-cylinder diesel. Three-litre six-cylinder diesel, okay. Yeah, so you're looking at an Audi A445. You've got no idea if it's got a four-cylinder, a six-cylinder petrol, diesel, or hybrid. Literally no fucking idea. So are they trying to do this so that people can't then look at a car and go, ha, you've got the 
shit version. I've got the big, better version of me. I don't so know they can all just look at each other's cars and go, I'm confused. Yeah. Maybe. Oh, look, oh, you, know what, you know what? This is gonna, you know, after I've explained this, you know what's going to happen? Loads of people are going to go and put in their eBay orders for 55 and 60 badges. For badges, <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's the new, the, the, uh, the new generation the new of generation badge wanking. The new generation badge wanking, yeah. yeah. But, but to be fair to them, we wouldn't be able to tell. No. Because no. I, 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 I can't figure this out. I can barely get my words out when I say that. I cannot figure this out. So we're at 45. 50. Now you're cooking. 278 horsepower to 304. And again, they've okay. missed out a big chunk of horsepower between 45 and 50. Anything with 245 horsepower up to 277 horsepower, yeah, you're tough. You don't get a badge. To the 50s, these have two litre four cylinder petrol hybrid or mm-hmm. a good old V6 petrol, which won't just be naturally aspirated, by the way. I'm sure that will have a turbo on it or something at least. Or you've got your V6 diesel, three litre V6 diesel. So that's your 50. So even then, when you're looking at a 50, you're not sure that it's the six-cylinder model. No. It could be a four-cylinder hybrid. Then into your 55s. Now, these are rare. You don't really see the 55s. You maybe see them on the back of an A8 or a Q7 or something massive, right? Because it's the, the bigger engines. You know someone's going to buy one of that and think, yeah, I've got, a, I've got an AMG. Right. This is the stupidity of this. The 55. So you can't get a diesel 55. You can only okay, get- so these are the performance ones then, right? No, because it's the same 3-litre V6 petrol or the 2-litre 4-cylinder petrol hybrid that was in the 50 category. Just probably up to, you know, they've upped the horsepower a little bit. The range here is 328 horsepower to 368 horsepower. And and again, I know you're looking at me and I know what you want to ask. How does 55 correlate to 330-odd horsepower? It doesn't. It doesn't. What I was thinking then, which one of these ranges do they put in the S and the RSs? Ah, well, now we get to the 60. The 60, 423 horsepower to 449. Massive gap here, by the way. The previous 55 category cut off at 368 horsepower. So from 370 roughly to 420 horsepower, a 50 horsepower gap, mm-hmm. no badge number. But then so all of a sudden no you enter into 60 and you end up 423 to 449 horsepower. And that's where you've but got... But that's still not... That's probably the S... S S four S five, yeah. S five S three. If they do an S three, well, hang on. I'm gonna I'm gonna let, let's come to that in a second. The pet the engine choices here. You got a three litre six cylinder petrol hybrid, or an eight cylinder diesel V eight twin turbo diesel. They still make it apparently. Which in the sixty, which diesel pulls out for that pulls out four hundred rate. A V eight twin turbo Audi one apparently. Now. You said that would be the S cars. And I agree with you because I think that's right. However, the Audi S6, I think, the latest yeah. Audi S6 is a diesel. But I don't think, I don't know if it's an eight-cylinder diesel. I think it may be a six-cylinder diesel. On the S6? Mm. So, no one really gives a shit I mean, they don't, badge it, they don't badge it as a 60 anyway. Which makes me wonder why they've even got the 60 range. And then they've got a 70, which is 529 BHP plus. The only... So do they, uh, so on this, do they just say 529 plus? They don't give you a top range? Correct. Now, the only car I could evidence, I could find. So I Googled Audi 70. That's all I Googled, right? To see what car would come up. Would it be an Audi A8? Would it be a mm-hmm. Q8? Would it be a Q7? A6? What? The only thing I could find was that there is a company that makes a tuning box... <laughs> 
for the Audi DT UK. Yes, it is. is for it? the Audi 70 petrol engine. Um, and they're quite helpful because they tell you that they take the car to 585 bhp. I then did some more digging and it turns out that we've given up on the 70 badge in the UK and it's just known as the Audi S8. Well, that's the Audi S8. So that's the Audi S8. Hang on though. Don't the RSs put? What's the most the thing pushes out then? The six hundred plus horsepower. I was about to say. So where's that engine? Oh, well, it's a five hundred twenty-nine plus, right? So it's a seventy, but it's not badged as a seventy. It's badged as an RS car. So, to, so, so I'm at the bottom of my list. Yeah, you're probably more confused than than, than you were at the start of the list. Yeah. I, I certainly am. Even having gone through it now again with you guys, I'm I'm still very confused. Yeah. Your point is correct though, right? Because what Audi have intended to do here is move away from the fuel powering the car and just focus on its power output, right? Because what they're saying is you as the consumer shouldn't have to worry yourself about the engine that's in it. You just come to us and say, if I want a car that's mildly powerful, I'll ask for a 40. If I want something that's going to be, you know, kind of 200 horsepower region, I'll ask for a 45. And Mm. we, we're the experts, we'll deal with it for you. Okay, Mm. fine. I get that. And, And that makes sense. Why then? Do they do TFSI badges or TDI badges? Do they still do that? They do still do that. It will be an Audi oh. A335 TFSI okay. or TDI. So that's to let you know that obviously it's a petrol So that's to let you know it? if it's a petrol or a diesel. Why do they do that though? If, if the whole point is don't worry about the fuel powering your car, it's just about power output because they're going to introduce electric more, more, oh, more yeah, commonly yeah, yeah, throughout yeah, the range. Yeah, yeah. Then why 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 bother even saying it in the back of the car? Why the what fuck do you do you make a fuss about all of your electric range being called e-tron vehicles then? Yeah. Why yeah. aren't they just well, why aren't they just the Audi A whatever eleven uh, or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 40, 45, 50, well, yeah, 55. Just, why yeah. would you not just do that? You can just call your cars the Audi A4. The Audi A4, 45. That's it. I mean, you've already got enough confusion with the trim lines. You've got you used to just have S line. Uh, and SE and maybe Sport in the middle. Oh, now yeah, you've got yeah, fucking yeah. Sport, S-Line, Vorsprung, Black Edition S-Line. Oh, God knows what. Black edition, yeah. So you've got you've got probably five combinations of trim that you can go yeah, for. Yeah. You've got as much as five different engine Engines choices in a, in a single category. Yeah. I'm going to... How? This is... this is They've taken consumer choice and they've just gone fucking bonkers with it. I'm going to take... mad. I'm going to take that list and I'm going to take that dude's quote and yeah. I'm going to go into an Audi dealership when lockdown's over. And you're going to ask them to explain to you. And I'm going to say, could you please... I'm a bit confused on the clarity part. And, and you know what? I guarantee... Right. As I said, this was really difficult research, which also meant that at parts I gave up because I just didn't have the will to carry on. Mm. There are definitely additional engines yeah, outside yeah, of the ones I've listed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that 1.5 petrol engine that I found, the four-cylinder, only appears in the 35. That's got to appear in other categories. Otherwise, that's quite a waste of an engine. Why would you develop for one for one engine? Why would you only use it in one place? And I'm sure that that 1.5 will come with hybrid assistance. So you got the 1.4 hybrid. You got the 1.5 hybrid as well, probably. Yeah, I was sitting there thinking to myself while you were talking. I was like, to be fair, I don't know. I'd like to know why someone would buy an Audi anyway. But now it's just like this puts you off even more because it's just difficult to buy one now. It is difficult to buy one, unless you're going to buy an RS car. And even would then, you, actually, you've had Audis. This is a question: Why would you buy an Audi? I've had. I have would had you Audis. buy an Audi today? So the Audis that I've had. No, no, no. Forget that you've had. Would you buy an Audi today? Would I buy an Audi today? RS6 is the only one I buy. It's a dream, real world dream car for me. 
We discussed that in the top ten episode, oh, yeah, didn't we? Did, yeah, yeah. But take away dream cars. We're just talking general. You wanna, you're gonna buy buy a, a normal Audi. Would you buy a normal Audi? No, there's nothing that interests me. They're dull, aren't they? Yeah, I considered oh. for a while um, the previous generation Audi S4 estate because I wanted an estate that was quick. But then, I, mm. but then I thought it's dull. To your point, it, it may ha- it may have a three liter turbocharged engine under the bonnet that actually can make a decent amount of power, even when you tune it as well. Yeah. Uh, but it would just be dull. It would take quite a lot of suspension modification for it to feel interesting to drive. Yeah, I'm thinking all the, all of their ranges. I mean, okay, it's you a know bit what? dull. I'll give the RSs. They do sound. Yeah, they do sound. But again, a lot of that there's not much engine noise from that. To be fair. Well, um, these these days you don't get much well, engine noise from a lot because you've got either, petrol yeah. particulate filters and shit like that and noise yeah, rakes that you ruin really it all. Hear an engine, you don't really want to hear the exhaust. Yeah, I mean? but and we want to we, we want to hear them while we can because in God knows you know tw- was it five years well, ten years yeah, they're, gonna, yeah, yeah. Think they're Ford gone. Ford have already said twenty twenty no twenty thirty or thirty five is going to be all electric. The entire range. well, what was the what was the um, the government mandate that all they're banning this petrol the cars in the UK? Well, thick as shit anyway. No, I know. Was it from twenty twenty five? They're banning the That's production what they of said. cars. Well, yeah. diesel cars they're banning the production of. Yeah, from twenty twenty five. So that it'd be interesting to see what happens. There. And then that will transition into banning of all um, internal combustion engine cars by twenty thirty. I think it was, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, you can't buy we a brand new. Get one. the cars we want to get now. Well, that's that's exactly what that's exactly what we said on our previous drivel yeah. uh, Instagram post. Buy your V8s and that's your V6s what I'm, that's what and I'm your V10s. Now. Rovers now. Yeah. You see? Yeah, absolutely. Buy, buy them now while you can enjoy them. So, yeah, I, I hope that didn't hurt your brains too much. It definitely hurt mine. Um, oh, and yeah. believe me when I say that whatever pain I've put you through, I went through 10 times more pain <laughs> trying to pull that shit together. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, Audi, thank you for that. No, I am going to email Audi. See, I'm going to tag them on our Instagram post. And tell them they need to listen to this because we've got some confused listeners. We've got many. I don't think there's a single person out there, even that as a, that doctor bloke at the start who I quoted. Yeah, yeah. I bet you, if you went to him, you caught him on the street and you're like, dude, explain it to me. He, he'll nah. just be like, mm, it's simple. <laughs> it's simple. It's simple and it's, it's, clear. It's, it's clear and it's logical. Yeah. There's clarity and there's logic. So, uh, yes, on that clear and logical note, we are, I think we're going to end it there. Uh, yeah. Are you watching, have you seen Shooter? Have I seen Shooter? On Netflix. I, d- I have. Isn't Not it? the movie. Yeah, the no, so I've seen the movie and then I saw the series. Because the yeah. first season is based on the movie, right? I haven't seen the movie. Yeah, so the first season is basically the movie. But I've seen it's been produced by Mark Wahlberg. Yeah, and then they've done like follow-on seasons. I don't know if we got into season two, but I know I lost interest. Oh, did you? Yeah. Should I have carried on? I don't know. I'm about to finish, se- I'm about to finish season one tonight. Oh, season one's very good. Which is sick. It's very good because it was based on the film, right? Yeah, but it's got me thinking. If it's around the same, they're gonna. I don't know how you can do. It. I was thinking at the time because my brother how you gonna told extend me about it? it, and I was thinking I don't know how you can do a series on this because it's gonna probably get repetitive or boring at the same thing again and again. So I'm yeah. about to complete season one. Okay, so well, I'll tell see. you what. Next episode, Netflix recommendations or box set recommendations because we're struggling at the moment. Oh, is it? Oh, I got yeah. loads for you, mate. No, I, I know. I know you. Yeah, I know. All right. Yeah. Well, let's share it. Let's share it with the listeners. Oh, okay. They might appreciate it too. Yeah, that's fine. We'll do a Netflix special. We'll do, don't worry. We'll also talk about cars. Obviously, yeah. how can we have a show and not talk about cars? I mean, I know, we can't even have a conversation and not talk about cars. Well, so that's true. Actually, yeah. yeah. But anyway, listen. Thank you very, very much for listening to my show. <laughs> yes, thank you for listening to his show. And please remember, I'm now an employee of his. And uh, unless a we, uh, well, unless we want slave labour, yeah. you guys are going to have to help us monetize this show so that I can start getting paid fairly. And by fairly, I mean two pound fifty an hour. 
Yeah, well, and that's I'm, only going to be for recording time. He's not going to pay me for editing time or any of the other no, work that's I put into. That's, that's part of the job. That's, that's part. That's so, so basically, we record for what an hour and fifteen minutes or so. Yeah. So I'm probably going to get about three quid out of this whole gig every two weeks. Well, if you were better at your job and advertised this and marketed better, then we'd get advertising. We'd get more money, and I'd pay you more. Would you? Yeah. Oh, guys, look, I've already negotiated a pay rise. So it's really, really important that you do what we say at the top of the show. Uh, go to uh, Apple Podcasts. If you listen on Apple Podcasts, rate and review, please. If you're not listening on Apple Podcasts, even you know what, if you're not listening on Apple Podcasts, but you have an Apple phone handy, go onto Apple Podcasts, find the show, rate and review yeah. on there, and then go back to listening on your Android device yeah. or wherever you listen. I mean, if you're listening to it, I'm sure your partner's got an email address here, so or an Android, for, uh, uh, an iPhone, so you can use it on theirs. Yes. Do it on theirs. Your kids, if your kids have got our iPhones... Review or iPads. Or iPads. Just yeah. I mean, you know. don't, don't download the show and leave it on to listen because nah, this is an explicit rated show, yeah, not yeah. for your kids. Yeah. We have made that not clear. until they're we at do. least like 12. Yeah, we do have a, we do make that clear on our description on uh, on the podcast. Well, I think I, explicit rating. Uh, Apple made us make it clear. Oh, yeah, good. Well, good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they told us they told us we had to mark it as explicit. So uh, we might as well make the most of that fuck shit bugger. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, we will leave you alone. Goodbye. Goodbye.